Hello and welcome to episode 440 of Connected. This is a podcast from Relay FM. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. Kind of, kind of a low energy intro. Well, like I get lost Emily, now. M- Mike, low energy today. I also forgot to say this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN, Indeed, and right. Hover. I'm, I'm pleased you remembered now. Yes. I know how to introduce mo- like the shows I introduce, you know? Like I'm not used to introducing this one. Obviously Steven's not here. Right. I just wanted to double check to double check that this is from Relay FM. Like it's not some fake version of Connected. Is Who it could tell? from Relay FM? Is it the one? Well from that's, the- I guess that's a question to ask yourself, right? Like if the three of us aren't here, is it fake connected? Well, it's faux connected. Yeah. Well, maybe. Although, to be honest, can you imagine, like, fake connected, like, how bad that would be if someone tried to, Yeah, we, like, swap the three of us with some other three It would be so bad, like, if someone thought that they could do that, like, that they actually thought that that they would Mm. be good enough to try and pretend they could be us. Yeah, no, we don't want to think about that. We don't want to think about that. There's only one, there's only one connected. Don't even try, don't even come at us. Uh, Mm. I've got some follow-up for you if you'd like it. Okay, yes, I like it. Uh, so we were talking about live activities last time. Um, there are sports scores. We were talking about this as a thing, and you know, Stephen has some sports app. I don't know. He's always doing all kinds of sports. He's going to games and like sending me images. I don't yeah, know what it's all about. Sporty, yes, he's a sporty yes. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there are a few other instances. So Apple's TV app now does live activities for the Major League Soccer game scores. Oh, okay. Right, so because that's the thing they do. Apparently, there are if you, I think there is a thing where if you use the sports feature in news now, it sometimes can tie into the TV app and show you sports scores okay. as well. So the TV app does it. Uh, listener Levi pointed out the official NFL app has live activity support, and I wanted to follow up to say that the Formula One app that I was using called Box Box. Um, now the first race of the season's done. I got to experience their their like Dynamic Island and live activity support. I How thought it was, was pretty it? good. I thought it was okay. pretty good. All of these things, I think, it's only as good as the 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 frequency that they get the data and the frequency that they can update the information. So like, I don't think that this, this kind of stuff is a good companion to actually watching live. Like if you're watching live and want the information open the apps or whatever to get it but as a way to be able to keep up with something if you can't watch live i think that this is an example of it of it working pretty well but i turned on that feature where you can have some apps update more frequently okay and actually the reason i turned it on i'd forgotten about it because you know it's like a toggle you can get right but the 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 live activity itself prompted me to turn it on it was like this app would benefit from more like increased frequency or whatever they call it of update and so Mm. i was able to turn it on in the same way that it gives you that little drop down to be like would you like to allow this live activity there was a similar one there about about increased frequency of update i heard that uh ferrari didn't didn't do so well (laughs) no (laughs) no i heard i i didn't i didn't watch it i never well i used to i used to watch uh, formula one as a kid uh but I am familiar because it's it's always on the news here. When I when I turn on the news, usually at lunchtime, and it's, yeah. uh, I hear in the background that it didn't do so well. The Tafosi would have been mad. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't good. Um, okay. No, it's not 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 good again. <laughs> so yeah. We'll see. I have hopes for him, but um, mm. not a great start. But there's only one race so far, mm-hmm. so a lot can change. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, even though Steven's not here this week, I wanted to mention something that he was working on for Rogue Amoeba. Did you see this? I saw this. This is the Rogue Amoeba screenshot archive. So listen. This had Steven's fingerprints all over it. All over this it. project. Yeah. yeah. Even if they wouldn't have mentioned it, you would assume that he'd done it. Yes. Uh, so if you remember Steven, uh, some years ago, seemed to punish himself by uh, creating the macOS screenshot archive where he took screenshots of macOS features and apps running on the actual hardware that they were running on and then put together like an archive of all of that um, and has got it on the uh, on his website, the, the 512 Pixels website. Yes. Um, and so Rogue Amoeba asked him if he would do this to celebrate their 20th anniversary. So they gave him... I accept app binaries and code of various apps that he had to compile and then run on old hardware. So he took the screenshots on the hardware that these things would have run on. And now there is an archive of um, the applications over time on the Rogamibo website. Which is pretty cool. Yes. My favorite one of these is Piezo. Because I use Piezo sometimes, like, and I look at it, it's like, oh, it's like a cute. <laughs> now it feels like a throwback, right? Because it's like <laughs> it never changed. Because in the it, it's been around since 2011, and the main UI of the app has never changed. And I just think that that is like an incredible thing that like it was retro inspired, and then like it's meant to look like old kind of radio stuff. It's, and it's there's something green. about that where it still works for me visually because it was always designed to be old, mm-hmm. and I just think that that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, if something is already old, you're never going to notice it, yep. it's aging. Kind of like Steven, if you think about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steven is the piezo of the show. <laughs> Steven is the piezo of people. <laughs> yeah. uh, iOS 16.4 beta 3 allows you to sign in to a different Apple ID to download uh, like beta apps, not apps, uh, OSs. Remember we spoke mm-hmm. about this last time? Yes. That they were basically going to be tying app update. I keep saying app. OS updates mm-hmm. of betas to an Apple ID. So you yeah. didn't have to deal with that profile nonsense anymore. And something that a few people were worried about was like, well, if I'm a developer and my developer yep. ID is actually a different Apple ID to my personal ID, which is probably a good way to run things. I am one of those people. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because then if you're taking screenshots or when people were using testing devices that it hasn't got their actual information mm-hmm. attached to it. So Apple have, have put this into beta 3 to allow you to sign into a different Apple ID for for beta software, which I think, I mean, I've got to hand it to them. I don't know if they were planning this already and they just pushed the first version, but like they got that they got that taken care of real quick. Yeah, yeah, this is great. I I have that exact setup. Uh, I have my main Apple ID, which is an iCloud account, but I have my developer account, which is you know tied to a different email address. And so being able to separate those and you know maybe choose not to sign in with my main Apple ID on a testing device or in the summer if the betas are rough or whatever, much, much better. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to deal with that profile nonsense that you mentioned, like just log in with your developer account. We're going to see... Um, we're going to see the different types of betas that you can install. I believe there's uh, three categories. You can choose between developer betas, uh, public betas, and I think there's a different category called, called customer beta, which is kind of weird. It should be the Apple Seed uh, testing program. Uh, I think it's called, it shows up as customer beta in those categories of uh, types of beta releases you can install. So mm-hmm. very nicely done, about time. We don't have to deal, like I remember the 
dark times of uh, hopefully this will <laughs> hopefully this will propagate to other Apple devices. Uh, and I'm looking especially at the Apple TV. I remember when I used to uh, to to store my beta profile in Dropbox, and then I had to paste the URL of the Dropbox file uh, via the iPhone keyboard to the Apple TV. Man, that was that was rough. Like and and I think it's it's become much it's become easier over time to install betas on tvOS. Hopefully, this account-based system will also be available on tvOS. I haven't checked if it is already in in sixteen point four because normally I don't run tvOS betas during the year. I just install them in June. Maybe you should do it as the actually. You know what? I probably maybe you should tell me. I should be on top of if the account system is already there. Uh, but yes, the is answer great. is yes, Federico. Nice, perfect. So no more dealing <laughs> with, no more dealing with the account. And you the, can trust me because I definitely checked. I can trust you, and if the, look, if the information is correct, incorrect, yeah. uh, your reputation is on the line. No, you as can a just TVOS assume guy. I have like a secret bear that okay. that has the feature. That's what you can assume. Sure, sure. Tip tap meme made just for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apple Frames 3.1.1 yes. has been released. Small update. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what is so small about it? Well, I it's really something that I that as soon as Apple Frames 3.1 came out, I realized, oh, I forgot to include this option, which is kind of obvious in hindsight. And as soon as I saw it, and as soon as I saw how people were using Apple Frames 3.1 with the Apple Frames API, mm. I realized, well, this is something I should have. Um, so as we discussed last week, one of the changes of Apple Frames 3.1 is the ability to use it as a feature of other shortcuts, right? Um, shortcuts as an action called run shortcut that you can include in one of your other shortcuts. The idea being uh, you want to put together like a, a longer workflow that you know does a bunch of different things. And maybe one of those things is, oh, you should also run this other shortcut that I have in my library. And so that becomes it becomes possible with Apple Frames 3.1 to turn the shortcut, which you know normally it presents you with a menu, it lets you choose images, it lets you choose what you want to do at the end. Instead, you turn the shortcut into a feature to frame screenshots in whatever other shortcut you may be using. But something that was missing from, from that approach was, well, what if you just want to use the shortcut as a function, as a feature, and you just want to pass the output of Apple Frames through to the next action? And the original version of Apple Frames 3.1 could only do that via a workaround, like store the framed image in the system clipboard. And that was doable, but I realized, no, I should have a proper, like a native pass, like a native pass-through output feature. So that's what I added in 3.1.1. Now you can frame an image and you can pass it on to the next action in a shortcut yep. without having to store that framed image anywhere. Not in files, not in the clipboard, not anywhere else. You just pass it Clean on enough. to the next action as a variable. That's yeah, it. That's nice. How was the reaction in general to like the Frames API stuff? Oh, like, do people good. understand it? Yes. Like, were you getting questions? Like, how, what was it like? 
I'm getting questions. It's been it's been so nice to to hear from developers and designers who I, I knew were relying on this before. Yeah. Like, and when they saw the option to like batch process an entire folder of screenshots, like I heard from a few people that were super happy to see that. Yeah. Um, my, my my friend Matt Bertrell, Bertrell on YouTube has an excellent uh, channel. Um, he put together like this video showing how showing off how to use Apple Frames 3.1 with Hazel on macOS, which is such a fantastic idea and exactly what I was thinking of. Like you can incorporate Apple Frames into other types of automations, other types of workflows. And the the video that Matt did showed off like Oh, you have a folder on your Mac and you want to monitor that folder and every anytime there's a screenshot in it, you want to frame it, uh, you can do that. So Hazel monitors the folder and if it picks up a screenshot, it runs Apple Frames That's on it. Very it's smart. Wild. And one of the things you can do with the Apple Frames API on macOS, you just invoke Apple Frames, you give some commands to it and you say, yeah, take this image and uh, save it back in this folder or save it into another folder, like whatever you want to do. Uh, and Hazel just uh, works out of the box with it. I'll put that link in the show notes. It's uh, how a, I'm a using A better computer, I think, yeah. is the name of the a channel. A better computer, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, great channel. Yeah, he does good stuff. I liked mm-hmm. some videos about Arc when me and Jason were yes. testing out the Arc yes. browser because yes. he was using that a lot. Been watching those too, yeah. I still hope that they'll make an iOS version. I like. I know. Them. I know they're working on. Should it. be. I think the roadmap said like um, iOS version first half of the year, Windows version fall twenty twenty three. I think that's their goal. Uh, they're doing. They're doing something very intriguing uh, on Windows, which is they're building Arc with Swift on Windows. Which, Wait. yeah, can, yeah. Can you do that? Well, apparently so. Yeah. You, I, uh, I forgot the details. They have a video where one of the lead engineers on it is explaining what, they, what they're what they doing, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, that the gist of it was we're going to build it using Swift on Windows. It's wild. I just found a, a tweet. Arc, this is from Tom, Rowan, or Tom Warren. Arc will run Swift on Windows. Yeah. Most browsers running C++, it's going to be a heavy lift from the browser company to yeah. get their code across on macOS and a big focus on UI and implement fluid elements. Mm-hmm. This is that is wild. Yeah, it's pretty incredible, honestly. But, but yeah, they're going to do that. And uh, they, I believe uh, last week, uh, one of the engineers showed off like a very f- first working version on Windows, which is like nothing. It's basically like a blank canvas with a web page. Doesn't have any menus, and the sidebar is like a gray box on the left side. But hey, it's you know, it's like hello world material. It's it's working, just doesn't have a UI. But yeah, they're building it with Swift. This almost feels like that conversation we've had before about some apps moving to Swift UI sooner than they should. Of mm-hmm. like, just because you can do something, does it mean you should do it? Like, just because they maybe can make this work, like, should they though? Like, I, I don't know if this is going to result in like a long term <laughs> success <laughs> for you. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. But yeah. hey, if the browser company, you know, they have money, they have funding, and they got, you know, time and resources, I guess, and yeah. they want to do it. Uh, there's a long video where they actually explain the I thinking. I found it. 
yeah, yeah found out please link that else. because it's it's much more you know the, the, I'm sure that the the decision is much more nuanced than what we just said like oh they're doing it with Windows hey that's yeah. weird yeah. Uh, I'm sure they had the reasons I mean I, I look I mean I'm sure one of the big reasons is like they want to build in one language and like they they figure they can make this work somehow mm-hmm. but like it just seems it just seems quite complicated but yeah I will be, I'm actually very intrigued to see how that project moves forward to mm-hmm. be honest me too yeah. that'd be really interesting this episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN you've probably heard by now that you should be using a VPN when you connect to the internet but adding an extra step to really anything can be a hassle I mean I don't like to add extra steps who wants extra steps but if you knew how easy it was to protect your connection with ExpressVPN you'd be doing it already ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely securely and just better ExpressVPN gets rid of all the things that you hate about VPNs. It's a VPN done right. First of all, it's blazing fast. Lots of other VPNs will slow your connection down to the point where it's not even worth connecting. But ExpressVPN doesn't lag or buffer. You can stream in HD with no issues. This is something that I've done countless times where either I'm at home and I want to connect to somewhere else to watch a video or I'm away and I want to be able to connect to a UK like network so I can spoof my location to watch something that I want to get from one of my streaming services at home and like then those extra steps you want to take those but if you just want to connect like if i've been on a hotel wi-fi or whatever and i want to just make sure i'm all good because it's like an open network just being able to open the expressvpn app which lives in the menu bar of my mac click one button and and i enjoy instant protection across all my devices that is so easy i love it the fact is once you connect to expressvpn you don't even realize you have it on but your connection is secure your data is encrypted and you can spoof your location so you can have access to content available outside of your region this is no wonder it's been called the best vpn by countless tech sites including cnet right now go to expressvpn.com connected and you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free that's exp res vpn.com slash connected to get three extra months of expressvpn one last time that is expressvpn.com slash connected a thanks to expressvpn for the support of this show and all of relay fm tony in the live chat remarks that swift on windows is a thing that was announced in 2020 i have no doubt that it like works in a way right but like i still feel like you're a pioneer no matter what you're doing right yeah I'm pretty sure. Is the, but okay, it was announced in 2020. Do we know other apps that are using Swift on Windows? I feel like the fact that it was made a, th- a thing like in, in the press by people like Tom Warren would seem to suggest that maybe this might be one of the more complicated projects. And I have a follow-up question. The three apps that Apple recently made for Windows, were they made with Swift? Or mm. <laughs> I, I don't think they were. I'm pretty sure mm. they weren't. Interesting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Apple did just make, though? The one mm. thing we've all been waiting for. A okay. yellow iPhone. Hmm. Yellow. Look at the stars. Look at the shining for you. Indeed. <laughs> and it was all yellow, Federico. <laughs> I mean, it's like this it is the, the mid-seat, like the mid-cycle color. They chose yellow this time. What, we've had purple in the past. I think that maybe was the first one. It was green, right? Mm-hmm. I think. But didn't the green one also yeah, was, have a green pro phone as well? Yeah, there's no pro. No pro. Yellow. No Can't yellow pro isn't yellow. For pro. Yellow isn't for pro. Pro yellow is gold. And they already have that. Uh, is it is pro yellow gold? No. I feel like it. Well, what would pro yellow be? Um 
well, a basic Apple guy on Macedon. They also uh-huh. moved to Macedon. Uh, they, they showed off exactly the kind of yellow that I wanted to have. That doesn't feel like pro to me, though. Like in the in, the, in Apple's definition of like pro, mm. oh, which is well, like barely no color. What basic oh, Apple okay. guy, guy did was like this is a good yellow. Right? Oh, pro yeah, doesn't mean good. It I just forgot mean, because right? pro means bad color. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, still, check out that mock-up. That's exactly the kind of yellow I would have very much preferred to have uh, instead of this... Well, how do we call this? Like l- 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 lime yellow? Like bright yellow? What's, what kind of yellow is this? To me, this is a very, like, Easter yellow. Like a spring yellow. Spring like, yellow. And the other one is, is what? Saturated yellow? Yes. Yeah. But this is the problem with... The sat the thing about saturation is like this is what we always want from Apple. We want the colors to be more saturated, like always. Mm. Um, they do a decent job with some of the regular iPhone colors, but not always. There's always like more saturation is good, right? Like you just want the colors to actually really tell you they're the colors. Yeah. I think like typically what people are more looking for is primary colors, right? Like yes. I yes. think the things that the phone it's human nature that, to gravitate towards those exactly colors. Yes. right like i think the phone colors that people tend to like most that apple make are the ones that are more primary red yeah, yeah. you know what's a good yellow you know what's a good yellow I, i'm gonna call it play date yellow now that's a good yellow that's a good yellow yeah that's the yellow we want yeah I mean, there's not really anything to say about this, right? But like, it's just a thing <laughs> that yellow. happens. They have a press release for a yellow iPhone. It's like it's, it's still the same iPhone, although there are some some details, some interesting details in the press release. One of them being uh, emergency SOS is expanding to six more countries mm-hmm. later this month. Which I don't know. Does it imply that 16.4 is launching later this month? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, still, it's coming to Austria, Belgium, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Portugal, and Italy. And I will probably activate this, depending on... I'm going to try it. I mean, I, see, that's the thing. I hope I never get to use this, because that means I'm in a bad situation. Uh, but I, but I want to test it. I want to do the fancy thing that all my friends in America did, like pointing at the sky, like yeah. find the satellite. Like, I want to do that on my balcony. You know, okay, let me find the satellite. Yeah, and you too will get the benefit of the really ugly satellite icon that now appears whenever you don't have yes. service. Yes. I wanna I wanna I wanna I want the ugly icon. It's real bad, man. I don't know I don't need it. Like it's is it one of those things that it's so bad it's kinda cute? No. Mm. To me, I don't like it. It's just like a big SOS and sure. then there's this little like satellite. So it's not like ugly dogs that are so ugly they are actually adorable. You know, you will enjoy this. I love those kinds of dogs. Yes, me too. But like, no, but me, right? I'm no dog guy. Mm. But ugly dogs, I'm an ugly dog guy. Maybe you should get an ugly dog. You should get if, an ugly dog. If we ever get a dog that I want an, be an unconventional looking dog, okay. they're my favorite kind this of dog. This is good information. It's good information to have. Yeah. I mean, okay, why not revisit the dog topic now that you have a new home it's more space well i mean i've I've mentally revisited this in the sense Mm. of like i now imagine having a dog in my life okay at some point that's good so my my stance has changed okay that's good but it's just soon but not yet you know what Mm. i mean that's kind of how i feel about it. but you at least entertained the idea yeah i now imagine i will have a dog at some point in my life but now it's just a case of like 
when like but this isn't an immediate thing like i don't imagine it happening within the next five years Mm. but i do now imagine myself as a dog owner at some point Mm. you know an ugly an ugly Ugly retirement dog dog. we see like it's like quote-unquote ugly right because i find like dogs that are unconventional the most adorable yes so that might like that's i mean no dog is ugly but Correct. Uh, it, it's uh, a shorthand to imply a certain type of dog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's what we mean. Okay, interesting. I still don't stand by your all dogs are good. Oh, no, you are mistaken. I still don't stand by I can by guarantee that. you that all dogs are good, people are bad. Owners are bad. Yeah. Mm. The context of, of, of a dog is bad. Mm-hmm. The dog okay. in, in itself is, is an excellent, good creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, the context surrounding them is the, the problem. So maybe that's just where I need to get next, right? Like this is in my dog journey mm-hmm. is eventually agreeing, like just naturally, like all dogs are good. Like I still, oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to that yet. Oh yeah. Like dogs are not like wolves. Like uh, they're, they're not this, uh, this wild creatures that well, in order not dogs? to, sur- no, <laughs> well, they're very similar, but they're not. And dogs don't have, because of like how evolution has worked over uh, millennia, uh, dogs just don't have the instinct to kill to survive like a wolf does, for example. And even though there what are some, about places yeah. where there are wild dogs, though? But see, again, that goes back to the idea of the context uh-huh. of, of a, like a pack of uh, dogs that maybe were mistreated before, they're hungry, they were beaten before maybe, you know? Uh, I think you're, you're maybe associating dogs, like, oh, that's a, that's a very bad dog, like, uh, like this is a wild creature that's going to bite me. It's not like that. It's not like that. I guarantee you it's not like that. Mm-hmm. They, just need, they just need a little love, and that's all. Okay. This is interesting, though. So Maybe. there's a yellow iPhone. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, there are also a bunch of new cases and bands. This is like the spring refresh. Uh, are there any colors of band that have caught your attention? There's a bunch of new orange ones, which I think look kind of cool, and so and obviously some yellow ones, which look mm-hmm. kind of cool. My issue is they don't make they don't make the bands I want anymore. Apple yep. do not make them. Yep. Uh, they all they want to do is the the sport ones with and like the loop ones. They just want to make loops, knowing that the actual like yeah, yes. clasp ones. And my favorite band, which is the magnetic one, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, they don't make cut new colors of that yeah. very often. They make three type three types of bands now: mm-hmm. the, the rubber ones, the loop ones, and the. Hermes once. Yes. <laughs> like, what happened to, I like, when you were doing the Milanese loop or the I think they, bracelet? They, they make refreshes there, like, once a year because the I wanted to get the green version of the one I have and they got rid of it and replaced it with, like, a midnight one or something. So, like, mm. when they bring out new Apple Watches, that's when they make some changes to those. But I wished that they would have a little more variety again in, like, what they're updating. Like, why do they only update the loop ones? I still I don't want the loop ones. I just want to be able to take the watch off. I don't want to like have to pull the watch yeah, like, off. Yeah, like we you get know? it. You make loops. Like, yeah. <laughs> that like, concept has been everyone's so happy for you. We're so proud <laughs> yes. of you. You worked out. <laughs> so how get to it. You, you made your point. <laughs> you can make loops. <laughs> uh, everyone's so happy for you. You know. Congratulations. Do you think they're overcompensating for the fact that they don't 
have a campus at Infinite Loop and now they just make loops for the watch. They just infinitely make loops for <laughs> Apple Watches. <laughs> took that a bit too literally. It's like, like well, Hermes are the only, it's the, they're the only company allowed to make regular straps <laughs> on a frequent basis. I mean, I mean it sounds like a joke, but it's not, which is like, this is not a, a, a real laugh. It's, it's, a, it's a sad laugh. It's, it's very true, unfortunately. Yes. My favorite, one of my favorite things that I feel like I don't mention enough, but I really appreciate. So in the UK, on the UK store and everything, they are called straps, not bands. Straps? Yeah. Because that's straps. what we call them watch straps, not watch bands. Watch like, straps. See, to me, a strap is like the one that I have on my shoes, like a Velcro strap. Yeah, but if you think about it, they're not dissimilar from each other, right? Like, mm. but mm-hmm. like on the website, like if you go to the UK website, yeah. it says straps, not bands. Straps. And they're called watch straps, not watch bands. And I just like that they did that because that does make more sense to us. So I guess all this time I've been I've been wrong and Oasis were a rock strap? They were a rock strap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, indie indie straps. You know. Indie straps. We have lots of straps over here. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this is a good information to have. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Google I.O. has been okay. announced. It's gonna mm. be on May the tenth. This is from Google, broadcast in front of a limited live audience and is open to everyone online. Okay, all right. Not dissimilar from the way they've done things in the past couple of years. It's going to be at the Shoreline Amphitheater again. So that limited audience will be what they can fit in the Shoreline Amphitheater. Right. But what what they're saying here is similar to what they've done in the past is it doesn't then go on to become a conference afterwards for the people that are attending or people that can attend Uh, and then from the verge they say there are rumors that will get details in the pixel 7a and the long rumored pixel fold during this keynote and it's possible we could hear more about the company's upcoming tablet i mean honestly the fact that we heard about the tablet at last at google io i'm i'm hoping we're gonna hear more about the tablet because they still have yet to release that product which i continue to be interested in right because it's the tablet that you can put into the dock we spoke about it before we we love that tablet conceptual. we're big stands for the tablet here at connected yes. you know we are they are pixel stands over here mm-hmm. the reason i bring all this up is like obviously wwdc i feel like the announcement is imminent probably uh, within the yeah. next week right it has to be i think yeah historically except for that one year that we don't talk about mm. apple make an announcement of wwdc's date about th- 3 months in advance it's usually in march if they're going to do it in june i was thinking it might have been this week but i expect it will be this week or next week and i just wanted to take a temperature test for you for like as we are here today what do you think wwdc will be this year what I think it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to expand on last year's okay. concept. I think uh, if the headset... I think the wild card this year is... Uh, if, and it's, it sure sounds like that, uh, if they're going to use WWDC as a, as, a, 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 as a launch event for the headset, as an introduction, an official introduction for the headset, I think we should look forward to... Um, something different from last year, which is demo areas. My only concern is, uh, now a headset is something that literally you got to put it on your face, on your head. So it, 
are they gonna let, uh, I don't know, 2,000 developers, so let's say 2,000 people are there instead of 1,000, mm-hmm. are they gonna let 2,000 people try out headsets? Uh, no. Right. So, it's, just as a quick note, uh, Apple announced the uh, announced WWDC in April last year, mm, but nevertheless, uh, I'm still expecting they're going to do it within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think there will be some kinds of hands-on area for the headset, but either it's going to be staggered throughout the week uh, because maybe they they're going to have I don't know. Let's say that they have 50 headsets on campus. Right. Um, obviously, you need to make sure that you're gonna, you know, sanitize the headset and wipe it down and clean it, you know, before somebody else can try it. Um, because even just even before COVID, before the current times, it was already pretty gross to try yeah. somebody else's <laughs> headset. Uh, see, like, this is interesting. I actually do do not think they will do what you're suggesting. Oh, you don't think there will be a hands-on area? A demo area. I think no. I think there will be a hands-on demo area. Just for the press, maybe. Just for. But even mm. here's my what I so to, to kind of echo you. I'm in agreement with you. I think it will be basically what last year was with two changes. They but might open bigger. things up a little bit. Yes. More like to have maybe more stuff going on, but also giving people more than a couple of weeks' notice. Right, mm. which is where yeah. we had last time of like. They opened things up a couple of weeks before they made the right. They had, they said like, oh, there'll be a limited thing, and then a few weeks before WWDC, then lots more developers were asked to come and press were asked to come, and and the situation changed. Or maybe last year they did the thing where they tested the campus and they tested, you know, they showed off the developer center. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just gonna be like, you know what, we're just gonna go back to normal, whatever. No, we're they're just... not gonna do that. Mm. I feel completely confident that Apple will never return to 2019 to WWDC. Okay. But like, let me give you a couple of reasons why, right? Cost. There True. is like of money, but also people's time. Uh, the presentations are better now, right? They just are. And more people can do them. Not everyone's comfortable to stand in front of a stage, but anyone inside of a team is able to talk to a camera more easily, right? So, like, the presentations are better. They don't have to fit to a schedule. They can be short. They can be long. Uh, and Apple, I think, are very aware of the, like, how much nicer it is to say how many people attend in WWDC virtually. Like, I really don't think that the live, that that whole live thing's going to come back. That's just my feeling. I just think that we've moved into a different era now. The, the expectation isn't there, so why do it? Like, you can now just make it whatever you want it to be and do it. And I think they'll just keep doing it at Apple Park. They have the developer center now. Well, they do it in San Jose and they drive people out to the developer center. Like, I just, I think that that is a cleaner way of doing things now. But nevertheless, what, what I wanted to mention about the headset, the way I reckon it will go is you will be able to, all press will be able to look at one, right? Hold it. But I think you won't be able to put it on. I think that they will be constrained um, briefing type things where Mm -hmm. Apple can control the experience. And I expect that developers will get to look at them in a case. (laughs) And that's it. First iPhone style. Just look at at it in a glass case. Yeah. And, And also similarly, there will be some developers who will be invited to a thing. And then maybe there'll be like an open thing that you can apply for. Maybe like a small amount of people can get to go and try it on. Like, I don't imagine them having like, here's 20 Apple headsets and you just stand in a line and get to try it. Like, I I don't imagine that being the thing. 
I would love to be proven wrong there because I just think it would be super important to let people try it. But it's like, how ready is it really going to be, right, mm. to actually use? If it's not coming out until September or December, right, like I think the answer is not that ready. Like I think good for a guided thing, right? Mm. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see what WWDC is going to be like this year. Me too. Um I mean, I hope, I mean, I'm hopefully going. No, <laughs> you know, just, I don't hopefully, say it. actually I'm doing. Hopefully, it. going yeah. to this time around. Um, but my difference this year to last year is once they announce the dates, I will be booking travel, which I didn't yep. do last time. Yep. Right? So that's going to be helpful, at least. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you need to trust your gut. But what if you could give your gut some help? When you want to find top talent fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's US data shows that over 80% of Indeed employers find qualified candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. That is instant match at work. It really is incredible. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get that short list of quality candidates and you can invite them to apply right away. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit indeed.com slash connected to start hiring now. That's I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash connected. Indeed.com slash connected. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of this show and Relay FM. So, talking about that headset. Mm-hmm. I want to get a sense from you mm-hmm. about the current state of consumer VR headsets because yes. you have all of them? Well, so this topic is perfect topic with perfect timing mm-hmm. from you. Like when you texted me this morning, I was like, this is perfect. Because one of the things that have been on my mind for the past two weeks um, has been I need to be better prepared, like I need to research the state of VR. Because like one of the things we discussed is sort of my change in opinion regarding the headset. Uh, That has been also due to just how my uh, personal life and schedule has evolved over the past few months. I now have plenty of time for me at home. Uh, every week, like every weekday, when Silvia is at work, and I'm just I just sit here by myself with my dogs, and I'm like, huh, that's that's interesting because it means like you know, I I now get if if I were to use headsets, I wouldn't feel so bad. Um, so I've been looking into this, and I decided. Well, I I knew that I pre-ordered the PSVR two in November. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get the PSVR 2 in, in late February. Uh, and I decided, you know, 
before the Apple one comes, I want to know what I'm talking about. And if you know me, you know this is how I operate. I want to know what I'm talking about in terms of like, how does the competition stack up when the Apple headset comes and I will have opinions. I want those opinions to be also informed by what's the current state of VR so far. So mm -hmm. in addition to the PSVR 2, I got a Quest 2. That's not mm -hmm. the, the expensive Quest Pro one. I got the Quest 2, um, got a really good deal uh, and it's you know it's relatively cheap compared to the PSVR 2. Um, so I, I've been actually testing both of them. Uh, used the PSVR 2 a ton last weekend. We actually did like, <laughs> it kind of felt like an open house day. Yep. <laughs> I got a bunch of people over just to try PSVR. And so uh, the, the new one for the PlayStation 5. And so we spent like an entire afternoon going into the evening as well. In fact... We ended up hosting like a semi-informal dinner uh, because we just, we just went over playing video games. Uh, and so we, we used that. And then I've also been using on my own the Quest 2. Uh, and uh, I have thoughts, uh, at, you know, having used both of them. And uh, you, you sort of, uh, you had questions for me, which you organized in sections. And I think maybe you wanted to start from the hardware. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. With what you've experienced, I think they are actually two quite different yeah. pieces of equipment. Mm. Um, the Quest 2 is an all-in-one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think is they are trying their best to make it budget where yep. they can. The PSVR 2 is not all-in-one, right? Like it attaches to the PlayStation 5. And I think Sony have tried to go more luxurious and yes. high-end. and. Yes. It's expensive, uh, especially yes. considering it doesn't do the processing. So having used both of these, do you have a better sense for what you think Apple should be doing when it comes to like comfort and weight yeah. and quality? I can tell you this. Um, both of them are plastic. Yep. Both of them are made of plastic. You wouldn't tell that the PSVR is luxurious based on like the, the feeling of the material alone. Mm -hmm. It's made of plastic. The controllers are, of course, made of plastic. You've got to keep mean, it lightweight. Realistically, what else could you... Well, uh, I don't know if Apple uh, is exploring actually using aluminum or titanium, maybe like a, a very light metal mm. instead of plastic. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I do feel like I, I do feel like Apple can maybe make something that feels, you know, when, you, when you're touching it, when you're using it, yeah. something that feels a bit more premium. Maybe cloth could be another option instead of like the rubber that you have, you know, on, all across these headsets. Um, and, and it's been rumored that Apple has been looking into these materials, like uh, maybe make, it, make the frame out of metal, uh, use glass, but glass is heavy. That's the problem. Um, maybe use cloth instead of rubber. So um, I definitely think that... Uh, Apple could make something that feels more premium. But I think with these headsets, something that, that, something that is key to the experience is the comfort of it. And I can tell you without a single shadow of doubt that PSVR 2 is much more comfortable than the Quest 2. Um, and I think it's due to a couple of uh, to a couple of factors. The PSVR 2, uh, the original one, uh, was already a breakthrough design in terms of like how Sony were able to make a relatively lightweight headset that also felt very nicely balanced on your head. 
and they only made that better with the PSVR 2. It's much better balanced on your head than the Quest 2. For the Quest 2, to make it more, uh, to make it feel like my forehead was not falling in front of my chest, I had to buy one of those third-party uh, sort of headbands uh, with an integrated battery pack uh, so that it could balance the weight in the back of my head. Mm. Because otherwise, the Quest 2 only has a strap. Uh, see, I used, I used the term strap. Uh, it's got a strap that you just tie around your head. And, and I felt like, yeah, the, these, the, I basically felt that my face was too heavy. My forehead was too heavy. So they make a aftermarket like headband. Yeah, I got, I got it from another company. You got yeah, but I'm just saying like I'm not saying, but I'm just saying they make one as they well. They make one because which is they are better. aware. Yeah. It does a better job of balancing. It's I think it's also like the Meta Quest Pro. That's what they base that band yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can tell you that out of the box, PSVR two much more comfortable than the Quest two. Also, also because of how it fits for a for a, a person who wears glasses like I do. Mm. Whenever I put whenever I put on the Quest Two and I, when I remove the Quest Two, the glasses get stuck when I remove the headset, and okay. so the glasses come off with the headset. Uh, hasn't happened once with the PSVR two. It's much more optimized for. Um, for people who wear eyeglasses, uh, which is something that I appreciated, feels more comfortable uh, in the in the nose area, like how it fits, you know, under your eyes and across the nose. Um, and I also felt like it had a better seal, you know, in the you know with these headsets, if they don't fit perfectly, you can always see a bit of the floor yes. from underneath. Yeah, that doesn't happen as much with the PSVR 2 for me, for my face, as it happens with the Quest 2. Right. Uh, so overall, it felt better on my head, on my face, on my nose, uh, you know, with the glasses, it felt better than the Quest 2. And the weight, of course, I mean, it seems to me that it's like, I didn't put them on a, on a, on a scale, uh, but it feels to me like the PSVR 2 is lighter. Well, it doesn't need a battery. It doesn't need a battery. That's the, that's the thing. It doesn't have yep. a battery. And I also purchased an additional battery to balance the thing on the back of my head. For so, you know, the Quest. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that also, you know, doesn't, doesn't play in favor of the Quest. Now, so with that in mind, yes. comparing it to Apple, yes, the rumor that they are going to detach the battery from the headset. Yes. Do you... Good idea. You Good think idea. It, yes, you see... This is what, I mean, I've been saying this the whole time, right? Like, this is a good idea. I think people that think it's a bad idea maybe have limited experience with these headsets. Anything you can do to remove weight is good for longer term Which is why I wanted to buy both of them, to actually have an informed opinion. Uh, Because, see, the thing that everybody's freaking out about, oh, but you have a cable. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At least for me, it doesn't matter. Oh, but you're using one with... The cable, right? So the, the PSVR 2 has a cable, runs a cable. to the PlayStation. As a cable, I uh, now I, I have a much bigger living room than I used to. Well, mm-hmm. before I didn't really have a living room. Now I have a proper living room. It's not a huge living room. Like It's not like, oh my God, look at this guy in his crazy house. No, it's not that kind of, it's spacious, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a living room. Uh, you know, we just, uh, you know, set the, the little coffee table that we are in front of the couch. We set it to the side, made some room. 
because we were like six people trying it. Let me tell you, the cable hasn't been a problem once. Yeah. Just we had this cable going from the headset. You just you know, it's not like oh, what if you trip over? Like no, it's you know, it just doesn't happen. It's a pretty long cable. Yeah. You just you know, you run it on the floor, connect it to, to the front of the PS5, which is a great idea to put some USB C ports on the front of it. Not an issue, and I can tell you, hasn't been an issue with the Quest 2 either. I've been using that. So the thing about the Quest 2, which we'll get to later, um, the Quest 2 you can use it standalone, or, and this is going to be a whole discussion in a couple of minutes, or you can use it to with your computer, yep. with a Mac or PC for two things. Well, VR gaming obviously on Windows, but also to work with VR, which I've been doing. <sighs> Now, you can do this wirelessly. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about this in a minute. We can do this wirelessly, but there's going to be some latency. Or you can just run a, run a cable, run a, uh, a link cable, I think it's called, from the Quest 2 yeah. to your computer. Uh, hasn't been an issue. Again, I work at my desk, and instead of looking at my physical monitor, I want to be you know, surrounded by virtual monitors in VR. There's going to be a cable that goes from my headset to my Mac or from my headset to my PC, and it's not it's a non-issue. Now, of course, obviously, it, it goes without saying, obviously, life is always better without cables. Life mm-hmm. is always better without those. But it's not this, this huge, oh, it's an it's a non-starter of an issue. No, no. It's the thing is this isn't like the PlayStation VR one. This isn't like the Oculus rift where they had mm-hmm. lots of cables right yep. the one cable is manageable when they were big and there was like multiple cables like oh, that was I really remember. Hard. Yeah. oh i remember let me tell you the most annoying thing with the psvr2 hasn't been the cable hasn't been you know the controllers you know the most annoying thing has been and maybe sony can improve this in the future it asks you to uh rescan your surroundings quite often yeah it, it was interrupting me a little more often than I liked huh. when I was like, hey, your environment changed. And no, it's, it didn't really change. But obviously, the, the great thing about this new generation of headsets is that you don't have cameras pointing at you, like external cameras. I remember the first systems, like yeah. the original PSVR, the original, uh, what, what was it? The, the Rift. The, the Rift, uh, yeah. and there was another one that, like, the you needed five. to put the Vive. You had to put a bunch of cameras yeah. in your space pointing at you. No, these headsets, they have integrated cameras. They can orient themselves because they have cameras looking at their surroundings. If you want to be super nerdy, it's called inside out tracking. That inside method. out tracking. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, so, yeah, uh, the cable, I was concerned with the cable, hasn't been an issue. And I agree. If Apple is, well, we know they are, but it, you know they're looking into this. Uh, cable is not a problem, and I, I gotta tell you, putting an external battery in your pocket, if you have pockets, or on a, on a desk, or on the sofa, if the sofa is behind you, uh, good idea, yep. because it means you're gonna make the thing lighter, and lighter is good. And if they do it the way I want, like you could have multiple battery packs, and you could just switch yep. between them if one Swap gets them out. to get low. I, like I have a whole awesome. stack of them. You yeah, know, have a whole of rack of batteries. Just duct tape um, them together. <laughs> the display quality. Uh-huh. Also in terms of the hardware, then maybe we can move on to, you know, the experience and the Yeah, I want to hear about that. Uh, much better on PSVR 2. It's yep. awesome. The image quality on PSVR 2. And I mean, look, you're looking at two OLED displays. 
mm. one per eye, and the resolution of 2,000 uh, per uh, 2040 pixels per eye. It's, it looks fantastic. It's much, much better than the Quest 2. Quest 2 isn't even OLED. Here you have these two beautiful displays, in front, one in front of, of each eye. It looks fantastic. You play uh, Horizon, whatever it's called, the VR one. Call uh, yeah, Call the Mountain. Uh, it looks incredible. The colors are so vivid, so vibrant. And uh, obviously, there's, there's always, at least short term, there's always going to be some pixelation going on. But it's much, much more acceptable on the PSVR 2 than it is on the Quest 2. The Quest 2 can get kind of, you know, the image can get blurry on the mm -hmm. Quest 2. Yeah. So, uh, very curious, very curious to see what Apple does in terms of displays. Because Apple, they have, you know, got us used to pretty good displays in their devices. Yeah, I want so, better. Yeah. Personally. And of course, the PSVR 2 also has the uh, the, the foveated rendering, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, another wild piece of tech that uh, we, can, we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. So tell me what the experience has been like using them. So obviously PSVR 2, unfortunately, has the big downside of being incapable of being used as a PC headset. Uh -huh. um, lots of modern uh, VR headsets, they support multiple modes. Like you can use it for games or you can plug it into a PC and you can, and you can use it as, as a virtual display for your computer. Uh, PSVR 2 is only for PlayStation 5. Now, I am... Very positive that Sony will eventually make this also compatible with PC and Mac uh, VR, but it's not right now. It's a gaming-only affair at the moment. Um, the controllers, uh, kind of similar. Obviously, Sony learned a lot from Meta in this regard. Very similarly shaped controllers. Um, I prefer the PSVR ones. Uh, the, 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 the circular part around them is bigger. I think it, it fits my hands better than the Quest controllers. And obviously the, the big draw for me of the, of the PSVR 2 controllers was the haptic feedback. And it's not, obviously the haptic feedback in the controllers is awesome. Haptic feedback in the headset is wild. Like feeling that your head vibrates <laughs> when you're doing something that involves movement, like playing Horizon and like climbing a mountain and feeling the feedback on your hands and on your face. I, that was that was one of those moments. Was like, oh man, this is like something that I never felt before. Um, I like how both the PSVR two and the Quest can sort of. Uh, Identify the position of the controllers in the physical space and show you in the VR space where they are. It's like that location tracking for the controllers. So like even if I'm in VR, I can see where the floor is and I can see where the controllers are. It's very nice. Mm. That's something that uh, obviously was not the case before. And it's very cool. Um, a big... Th there were two moments. For me, when I was like, yeah, this is, well, three moments, not two, three moments. <laughs> and we're going to get into this. Three moments uh -huh. that were like, yeah, this is the future. Like, first, eye tracking. PSVR 2 has this. It can track the movement of your eyes. And I can tell you, we know that Apple is doing this. It is incredible. And it's one of those, oh, yeah, this is the future moments. 
you can select UI elements just by looking at them. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's it's really cool. It's so cool. And wow. the, first, the first time you try, you're like, no, this can't be real. And then you do it again, and you switch back and forth. Like, imagine items in a list, and you scroll through the list by actually just looking at the list with your eyes. It's I like, still yeah. don't understand how that works. Like, I just don't know how you can get precision. I mean, I know it does, right? But like, and it is to precise. me, like, like, how you get precision from that, like, I, I have know. no idea. But that's some super cool stuff. It's incredible. Like, just selecting from two options, left and yeah. right, or yeah. scrolling a list, like, it totally works. And it's like, yeah. Uh, in the future, this is totally how I want to select things. Like, in, and you know, you can use the controllers, or you can, you know, you can. Uh, but you, but no, it's it's immediate. It's real time. Just move your eyes, and 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 the item, the selection changes. Mm. And so, Apple is doing this. Yeah, it's. I mean, like imagine scrolling widgets like this, or lists, or playing games with this technology. Incredible. The second moment. It's kind of wonky right now. It's it's not fully optimized. It's an optional sort of uh, beta that you can enable on the Quest 2. Hand tracking, hand gestures. Yeah. This is optional, but it's also one of those moments where like, yeah, like I can use this without controllers. It's not great, but it's when it great. works, it's awesome, right? Like, it's not great, yeah. but when it works, it's totally awesome. Yeah. You're going to yeah. see if a digital representation of your hands. And I mentioned it's kind of janky right now because there's a bit of a delay. It's not as immediate as having the controllers. But when it works, you're like, yeah. Like, I can scroll items with a gesture. I can pinch to select. I can pinch to open. It's, it's, it's something that, like, if Apple can make a polished version of this, then maybe it's based on tons of data that they have or i don't know but if apple can apply their knowledge and all the time they've been working on this product and make a polished version of of eye tracking but mostly hand tracking man that's it totally like there was a moment when i totally felt like minority report star style mm. like i was moving my hands to select things incredible and the third moment was when i tried to use my computer in vr now, this is only possible with the Quest 2. PSVR, like I mentioned, is only for gaming for the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of ways to do this. Uh, the Quest 2 supports this natively on Mac and PC um, <clears throat> with a system called AirLink. And AirLink can be used wirelessly or with a cable. Obviously, even though I have a Wi-Fi 6 network at home, I guessed, and doing some Googling uh, confirm my suspicion that there's, there's going to be latency issues and all of that. So I said, okay, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to use the cable. It's an awful lot of data to be transported. It's a lot of data. So you can use the AirLink system made by Meta or, and this is actually the one I prefer, there's, a, there's an app, there's a piece of software for Mac and PC called Immersed, Immersed VR. And this is, the, this is much more polished and much more intuitive because Immersed, what it basically does is it's going to imagine, think of it this way. It's like a VNC client for your computer, but in VR. And you can turn your computer, so your desktop, your apps, your Windows, but you can turn that into a virtual environment. And, and I was very skeptical of this. Like, it, I was on the record as being 
a person who said, yeah, this is ridiculous. Why would you want to do this? And now that I did this, and I actually worked, like I did some regular work, like Mac Stories and Club Mac Stories work in VR, I'm sold, man. Like mm. the idea of, I don't have space for three monitors in my office, but in the right conditions, if I'm alone and if I can, you know, uh, always switch to a mixed reality environment to check on my dogs or something or drink a glass of water, whatever. So if I have an easy way out, if I want to, the, the benefit of, well, now you are still sitting at your desk, but you are maybe, you know, at the beach <laughs> because it's one of the things you can do. And you have a giant monitor in front of you and then three more monitors to the side with your apps and you can just, you know, it, now suddenly you have the space because the space is not physical, the space is virtual. And that was, that was truly a, like a, a, a big moment for me. I was like, this is so nice, even though the Quest 2 doesn't have the best resolution, right? And it's not the most comfortable headset I have. But this idea of, it, 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 it's my computer, yeah. it's all my stuff, but now I have the space for more monitors in front of me, including one. And you can play with different layouts. Uh, you can like drag one and make it curved and make it like huh. sit slightly above your face. And so like you have a giant curved display above, up above you and two off to the side. It's like, yeah, uh, this is so cool because normally I don't have the space. Like if I did this in my physical office, Sylvia would kill me. Like if she if she came back home and she found like three monitors, including a giant curved one, like a stock above trader, my, you know, like a yes, like yeah. a stock trader, and you can do that. Um, and another thing that truly surprised me and and sort of made me a believer for whatever Apple must be working on was typing on a virtual keyboard with controllers. Or my hands, because you can also do this with your hands. But actually, the idea of a virtual keyboard, like a software keyboard, is not so bad. Because like with the, with the Quest controllers, you can just... It's a bit silly initially. But I got pretty fast after a couple of hours. And you have this... So you, you can place this virtual keyboard in front of you, like floating in space. And then you just touch the keys with your controller and you feel the key because of the vibration in the controller. It's like, I was actually typing pretty fast by the end of my session. Let me tell you something super cool yeah. that I've tried that Meta have done. And I hope Apple do this where you have your, act, they, they have like mapped a selection of keyboards. One of them is the magic keyboard. You have an actual physical magic keyboard in front yes. of you. And you're in a virtual space, but it recognizes as a magic keyboard. And you put your real fingers on your real keyboard, mm -hmm. and it does the pass through of just your fingers. And you type on your physical keyboard, and yeah. you can see your fingers <laughs> yes. on a digital keyboard. Yes. It's very cool. And I hope that they do something like that too. Yeah, or something you can do with Immersed, which is also very cool, is mm -hmm. you can exclude an area in front of you, like a physical space yeah. in front of you. Yeah, they've done this you too. 
Yeah. You can exclude the with the with the controllers. You can say no, exclude this from VR. Mm -hmm. Let me see my real keyboard, my physical keyboard in VR. So you literally like draw an area yeah. around your keyboard and you can say this needs to pass through to VR. And so you can see your keyboard like that. Um after doing all of this, so here's the takeaway. If Apple can make a more premium feeling version of this, a more comfortable version of this that lets you use macOS, because at this point I kind of lost hope for iPadOS anyway, that lets you use macOS with this, and maybe, you know, or you can use it standalone. Maybe you can switch between environments. And it's got eye tracking, hand tracking. I'm sold. I, I, at this point, I'm a believer. Like, having tried two headsets in limited fashion with the, you know, it's not like I love the Quest OS, mm -hmm. but if Apple can make an Apple version of it with all the apps I like, and then the developers I like are going to make apps for it, man, I'm in. Like, you know? It's, Welcome yes. to the dark side, Federico Vesici. <laughs> what, is, what is the dark side? What well, is you're the dark a believer, man. This yeah. is, I, I was hoping that you would get to this point like before the headset came out because I know that like you know, we've spoken on this show a bunch and you've been really skeptical of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that you've had these experiences because I've been, you know, I've been dipping my toe into some of this stuff as well, like over the last few months and 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 longer actually. And I'm and I have also been encouraged by what I've seen companies like Meta do, right? Like some of their Quest stuff, their like Horizon Workrooms mm -hmm. type stuff, and I think that there is something here. But I feel like a lot of it at the moment feels very, especially when it comes to like working stuff, still feels very like proof of concept. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can feel it, you can experience yes. it, be like, this is good, but it needs more, like it needs more polish, yes. needs more attention. It and then polish. In, our does. hope yes. is that Apple will bring that because that's what we have experienced them do a bunch of times. Yes. So like one of the things that I've been talking about is like, my hope is that they can come out and show off a thing that has an, not exact, but close to like original iPhone-like presentation. Mm -hmm. And my feeling on that is like what I'm trying to explain and what I'm trying to get at is like what the original iPhone presentation did was like took something that we knew and had experienced. Yeah. There are a bunch of phones already. pushed it to a level yes. where you're like, oh, that looks cool and I get it. Yes. That's, that's what I'm hoping that they're able to show when they eventually show this thing off. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. If they can make the Apple breakthrough, polished, yep. more premium version of this with all the apps we love and the third-party developers we love with the kind of, let's face it, Apple design, still better than anything else. Like yep. the, the UI, the polish, the, like the, the Apple-flavored version of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot wait. This is, I'm really pleased you've done this. Thank you for bringing mm. your experiences. Well, it's, I, I, ideally, I wish it was. I wish this experiment was not going to be this expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but, but hey, at least right, now, but now you're I am, prepared. I am right? prepared and more knowledgeable than before. I am <laughs> a thousand euros more knowledgeable than well, before. Was it now you're yes. a thousand euros into being prepared to spend yes. three thousand euros? Yes. Later on this year. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> you know, knowledge knowledge has a price sometimes, and this was the price to pay. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Hover. 
Have you ever thought about starting your own business or creating a brand? What about sharing your knowledge with the world and using your years of experience to create something for yourself and to share with more people? Hover wants to help you take the first step in getting your ideas off the ground. If you have a brand you've always dreamt of building or a business that you want to take online or something you want to make more serious that you're already doing online, the first step is finding your own custom domain name. Hover makes this incredibly simple with clear and straightforward user experiences, easy to use tools and amazing support from friendly humans. It's never too late to step up to the plate and share what you have to offer. Getting online has helped thousands of people around the world reach new heights with their businesses, and you could go there too. In addition to all of the classics like .coms, .net, hey, .co.uk, you can also get extensions like .shop, .tech, .art, .social. That's very popular right now. My Mike.social domain, I went to Hover for that. It was really easy to get it set up. They have over 400 more you can choose from to be able to find the perfect domain name that suits your business, something that's memorable, relevant, and boosts your brand. You can buy a domain, set up custom email boxes, and point it to a website in just a few clicks. If you ever run into trouble, help is just a phone call or chat away. Secure, simple, and reliable, Hover is a trusted and popular choice amongst millions of people launching any kind of brand or business i've lost count of how many domains i have i can go and check and it's over 70 now they're all with hover whenever i have an idea i go register a domain and i just point it to where it needs to go i love it i love hover i've been a customer of theirs for so long and it's just so easy for why if you're ready to get your idea off the ground with the perfect domain name, head to hover.com slash connected and get 10% off your first Hover purchase. That is hover.com slash connected for 10% off. I thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. So a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Snell was uh, on vacation and I had a friend of the show and uh, noted email receiver Casey Liss on yes. Upgrade. And I wanted to play a new game with Casey that I don't have a good name for, but I called it the Vibe Check Word Association. <laughs> yes, love it. Thinking okay. of today's episode of the show, we are in a period of time where we're needing to come up with more topics of our own because there are no news, everybody. Mm-hmm. There's no news. Right, there's a yellow iPhone. That was there's, news. To be fair, there was a new iPhone this week. But <laughs> When you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, there was a new iPhone this week. But do you want us to talk about yellow for an hour? I mean, we could go back to it if mm. you want, but I'm not going to. So I wanted to do the Vibe Check Word Association with you. And yes. the reason I wanted to do this is I think listeners of this show, keen listeners of the Extended Mac Stories universe, is aware of the fact that you are going through some kind of quest right now to some kind of like vision experience. Mm. And so I wanted to try and use this as a time to get your vibe check word association okay. on a selection of things. Okay. So I'm going to reuse the list I used of Casey because it was pretty representative. So what I want you to do is clear your mind. Okay. All right. You just clear your mind for me now. Don't think about anything. Just get that mind nice and clear. I'm going to give you a word or a very short sentence you know like maybe a product name or something like that Mm. and then i want you to tell me the first word that jumps to mind and then maybe we'll go back and we'll dig into a couple of them okay all right all right is your mind clear (sighs) i think so yeah headset exciting wwdc 2023 i want to go back (laughs) apple watch ultra Surprising. Mac Pro. I don't care. 
<laughs> you know, I thought you were going to say boring, but that works too. All right, we need to re-clear the mind because we're talking again. Re-clear the mind. Okay. 15-inch MacBook Air. Maybe. Periscope lens. I'll take it. Tim Cook. Distant. Oh. App Store. Mm. Used to be better. iPad. <laughs> Wait, forget it. Clear your mind. Different one. Apple. Mm. Changing. iPad Pro. Wasted potential. Okay, let me take a look okay. at my list here. Tim Cook, you say distant. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. I, f- I feel like, um, and this is just my impression, I feel like because we haven't seen him um, do a lot of product introductions lately in the in the recent years and i mean look it's great that uh we've seen more apple executives on stage and different faces and that's great just feels like it, it i just got the vibe lately and maybe this is just me but hey this is the point of this topic um i just feel like he's getting more distant from the product aspect yeah. of of apple and just more as the ceo type who shows off on the earnings calls and talks about like politics and the economics and the financials like i just it feels distant from a product perspective and maybe this is just my my yep. feel yep. of him but that's what came to mind well i think there's a few things in this i think one he is not by any stretch, the best person to do product mm-hmm. introductions at Apple. Like they have many people that are vastly better at it, right? And so I think it's mm-hmm. good that they they tried for a while. I think to like Tim Cook needs to do what Steve Jobs did, and it just it's just not his thing. You know, I think I mentioned this because Casey had a somewhat similar take of like the idea of him not being the same. Mm. Um, like the idea of CEOs doing the product introductions it's just because steve jobs yeah i know you know i know but what i will say is i would i would place a wager that he will be the lead of the headset part interesting okay we'll see because he was with the apple watch too if i remember Mm. rightly and you think he's gonna do it again yes Hmm. because there's two reasons for this one ar has been his thing he's been talking about ar forever two like the Apple Watch, he's looking for his legacy mm. in product. I hope you're right. Right? Now, Tim Cook's legacy is much bigger. Like, and, and But I think the thing that he has yet to, in the eyes of the world, do is a Mac or an iPhone or an iPad. Like, the Apple Watch is great, but it is not viewed widely as like one of the world-changing products. Although I, I would argue that it has slowly done it, but the uh, those other three products, like, bang, the world's different now, right, now that they exist. With the iPad, the lesser of those, but, hmm. I you know, I my hope is that, or like my feeling is that Tim Cook hopes that he will come on stage, talk about the headset, and now the world's different. Hmm. So... Hmm. I know what you mean, though, about distant. We don't see him the same way. He is different. He's very different. He's very reserved as an individual, yeah. right? So, 
Um, what's surprising to you about the Apple Watch Ultra? Ah, that I'm liking it more than I thought and mm. that I resisted this temptation for months and I actually love this thing. Mm. And not just because of... Not just because it's uh, because it's new, because it now that I have it on my wrist, I mean, sure it looks new, but it it's still an Apple Watch. But it's the it's it's the battery life and the display. It's brighter, the yeah. action button. Like I am liking it, even though I'm not into extreme sports and adventures. I am liking it more than I thought I would, and so that's why it's it's surprising to me. That's cool. Obviously, WWC want to go back. I mean, yeah, I mean we all want yeah, to go back, right? Yeah, as I was moving last year. We were yeah. buying a house. I didn't want to leave Sylvia and the dogs, you know, with the giant mess of boxes. I mean, you know, it wasn't a good time for me. It is wild, go. like, thinking about it. You know, it's 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 2023. Neither of us have had that, like, yep. return yet, you know, that so, so many years. other people have done. <laughs> four years. Yeah, it, it is it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Um. What app store used to be better? Yeah, I don't know. You just it, it's do, the the front page is now dominated by either ads or content for like these free to play games. And it's no doesn't does no longer have that sort of feel of a, like a high quality curated magazines uh, about apps, which is kind of like what I think Apple wanted to go for years ago. And, you know, somewhere, you know, along this evolution of this app store, they decided to kind of pivot toward games and Apple Arcade and all of that. So uh, th- there's that. Like the, the Today page, I never, never open the Today page. And I tend to gravitate, like I don't do mobile gaming, honestly, like I tried. I'm just not into mobile games. Just, I, I, you know, yeah. all, all of these mobile games, eventually they all kind of blend together for me. Like, f- you know, this, <laughs> f- like running games or platformers, like I've seen dozens of those games and I'm just, I prefer other experiences, especially because of the Nintendo Switch and the Steam Deck. Um, and the apps page is just always the same content. There's very little uh, r- refresh going on in terms of like featured apps and sections. And yeah, it just it used to be better because I feel I feel like years ago Apple wanted to go in a different direction with it, like actually teach people about apps and not just Shazam and YouTube and TikTok. Look, we get it; those apps are popular. Um, so yeah, it's I mean it's a yeah it's it. It's a it's a marketplace about free apps and free games and uh, I preferred it when it was more about like oh let us tell you about these you know seven cool weather apps and you can still find those sections but they're usually just lists you know just barely put together and they haven't been updated in years so yeah it's it's kind of boring now yeah do you feel like there's anything in there which is along the lines of the kind of monopoly side like does that change your opinion towards the app store oh yeah excellent point uh yeah yeah i mean when you don't have any competition uh are you're not driven to to make it better and to try different directions if it's not if if it's if it's not broke don't fix it like yeah. uh you know it's just what it is and i think it's going to be lovely to see some competition from whether it's going to be whether it's going to be steam or or the or some version of the play store or yeah. the epic game store or the microsoft store or game pass like it's going to be great to see competition competition is good 
Uh, and I think Apple has sort of been in this mood of like, yeah, we're getting billions of downloads, making tons of money. Why do we need to change it? Competition is going to be great on that front. And then Apple's changing? Yeah, I mean, they are changing. And this is, this you, you can, I, I picked this word because I think you can, uh, it's kind of like a Rorschach test. You can see what you want to see in it. They are changing as a company. They're not the Apple that they used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think for me personally, in 2023, uh, with the exception of one disappointment, which I'm guessing you want to ask about next, um, all the other changes are good. Uh, the renewed interest in macOS is fantastic. And, you know, they're going to do a headset now. They are changing as a company. They're going to do different products. They have um, uh, you know, tons of new different types of accessories that you can buy compared to when I started covering Apple, gosh, 14 years ago. Yeah. Um you know, we have Apple Watches and AirPods and, and you know, different types of Macs and now a headset. And this is this is fantastic. They are changing as a company. Some changes are not so great. Uh, but from a, my perspective is change, this kind of change has a, as, has had for me a few roadblocks over the past year. There's been a few problems, a few points of friction. But looking at the horizon... I think these changes are gonna be are gonna be great because I love my iPhone, I love my AirPods, I love my Apple Watch, and now with this headset coming out, I am very much optimistic about the future. You know, from me as a person in the Apple ecosystem. What about iPad Pro wasted yeah, potential? Yeah that's, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, this is the problem for me. Um, I am, uh, I can simply, this is going to be a much longer conversation for hopefully later this month. Uh-huh. Um, I'm tired of having to use two computers to do my work. At the moment, you, look, here's my simple, here's my simple intro to what is going to be a longer conversation. At the moment, Apple doesn't make the computer I want. It's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. They either make iPads, but iPads are not as functional as Macs, mm-hmm. or they make portable Macs, but Macs are not tablets. So the computer I want from Apple does not exist at the moment. And this has been uh, something that has taken me months to accept. Mm. Um, because the thing is, look, I love a touch screen. I love a tablet. I love a modular computer. I want something that I can touch, that I can hold, that I can move, that I can place on a desk, that I can close, that I can open, you know, just who I am. As a person, I like this type of computer, you know, as a person, I like red wine. I like pasta. I like pizza. I like going to the beach and I like a tablet, you know, sue Mm -hmm. me, whatever. Like that's the computer I like. Um, And they, but they don't make the computer I want. See, they make the computer I like, but they don't make the computer I need. And that, that's my issue, that iPadOS and iPad Pro wasted potential because if I want to do my work, which recording podcasts, for example, huge part of my life, spend several hours each week doing multiple shows, yep. and I just cannot do it the way I want to, I know there are other solutions, please don't send me suggestions. I've tried all of them. I spent way too much money on, on all of those. 
the way I want to record, the way that a Mac or the way that a PC lets me do it, it's just not possible on an iPad. And I think at this point, you know, mm -hmm. 13 years into the iPad's existence, you know, coming up on April 3rd, the iPad is going to turn 13, right? Mm -hmm. 13. At what point do you want to, you know, keep hoping? And instead, maybe you're just like, okay, maybe it's time to look elsewhere. But the thing is, now it's, you know, it's, again, we're going to talk about this again. The thing is, uh, there's an interesting change on the horizon. And it goes back to that idea of, well, so far, you've liked tablets and your life has been a certain way. Um, but now, what if, you know, maybe you are going to prefer when you are at home, finally you have a home, finally I'm a homeowner. Uh, what if you're actually going to prefer to work in VR? Like, hey, I've, I've, I've gone through multiple changes in my life and in my career at Mac Stories. I started out with the Mac and then I embraced the iPad and I fell in love with the iPad. And, you know, there are phases in life and maybe the next season of my life is I'm going to be a weird dude who likes to work in VR. And so from that perspective, I mentioned 15-inch MacBook Air, maybe, because maybe I'll become a person who has a MacBook Air and when I want to work in VR... I'm going to, you know, pair my headset with the MacBook Air because you know, or you just know it, then they're not going to let you do the desktop simulation powered by iPadOS, even though they should, but they're not going to do it. They're just going to make it macOS only. So maybe I'm going to become a person who likes to work in VR. And this kind of change is always scary, but I've always, and I like to be, I like to be the kind of person who in my personal life and in my work life, I go through seasons mm -hmm. of my life. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is the next season for me. But the reality is at the moment, Apple, at least based on who I've been and who I am so far, they don't make it the computer I want. No. Who knows what it's going to be like in six months. I feel like that is a vibe checked. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's the vibe you're getting from me. It's a good vibe, but no. But seriously, I am thinking about the MacBook Air. You the know. fifteen inch though. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. that over a thirteen? Yeah, just you know, just more more windows, more space. You know, but it's still gonna be lightweight. See, I I would say, but so yeah, I agree with you. But and it's new. Aren't you no. more likely to plug it into your studio display? I mean, I got the space for it. Yeah, you mm -hmm. see, I would, I understand what you're saying, but I think the 13 is good because it's the good balance between power and portability, and I think 15 is a little less portable. We'll see. We'll see. I'm probably gonna go check it out at an Apple store before I commit. Yeah. Um, I think the MacBook Air is the machine for you, though. Whenever you do decide to buy a Mac, like whatever one you go with, I think the MacBook Air is the perfect computer. Yeah. And look, I said it before. Uh, the moment Apple is gonna make a true convertible computer, boy, I'm in. Like, yeah. But they don't make it. Just, it could be the iPad Pro, but it's not. Yeah. So at this point, you know, I've, I've, I've tried what I needed to try. I've done what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. I proved my point. I loved uh, every single moment of proving my point yeah. and using it. But the point has been proven. And, you know... 
Well, I don't actually think it has been in that sense, right? Like, well, at least with the tools I have You've so gone far. as far as you can go, uh, yes. but, but Apple's not met you there. Yeah, yeah. It's just I reached the end of the line and it's yeah. just me, you know, yeah. John Travolta style, looking around by myself. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Come on, where, where has it gone? <laughs> exactly. So, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Connected. Next week, Stephen will be back, which will be fun, and maybe there'll be like a good intro and outro. He's he's really good at those. I'm not so good at them for this show. But if you want to find Federico in the meantime, you go to maxstories.net. You can also find Federico at mastodon.maxstories.net as at Fetici. You can find me on mike.social as at imike. We're both on Mastodon now. Uh, you can also find me and many Relay FM shows that I'm on and the ones that I'm not on at relay.fm. So you can go find those there as well. I also have other work over at Cortex Brand. Dot com and you can find Stephen's work over at fivetopixels.net and he is on eworld.social as at ISMH. Thank you so much to Hover and Indeed and ExpressVPN for the support of this show. Thank you if you support the show by being a member. Go to getconnectedpro.co and you can sign up and get longer ad-free episodes every single week along with access to the RelayFM members' Discord and tons of other benefits. Until next time, Federico, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio.